0: the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid we talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benden, and I hope you're having a really great, healthy, happy day. And I have a lot to say today, which I guess isn't all that different from most days, but I want to talk to you about a common thing that I'm seeing with so many of my one-on-one coaching clients, especially those who started with me six or seven months ago back in January. And it's something that I'm recognizing as kind of a pattern with them. And it's also something that I went through after the first little bit of weight loss. And here's what often happens. You stall out. Your results start to slow or they stop altogether and you're in this kind of weird place because on the one hand, you're proud of how far you've come and you're super happy with your progress and you feel better about your body and your life, but you aren't where you want to go. You're in this really kind of strange place of discontent because You don't have the same sense of urgency that you had starting out. You have made some progress, but you're just not happy with where you are. Life isn't as bad as it was, and that means that that sense of urgency, that sense of desperation that really spurred you to take action initially isn't quite as strong, and it can lead you to cut yourself a bit more slack with your food choices and get to the point where, yeah, your choices are better, but they're not good enough to help you continue to make progress, especially the progress that it's going to take for you to reach your goals. I want to talk about seven factors that contribute to plateaus and how you can overcome them. So the first one I want to talk about is based on a conversation that I've had at least five times this week with my one-on-one clients, and it is comparing your food choices to your past food choices. I have heard this in many different ways recently over the past few weeks, and it can be, yeah, you know, I, I had a small cup of ice cream, not ideal, but so much better than what I used to do. And that is absolutely true, absolutely true. But what it is not, it is not relevant to the goal you're currently working towards. And I had another client say, I went to a cookout and I had a burger, I skipped the bun. Then I had a few Doritos, just a few though, and about a handful of pretzels. I did have a cookie, but I split the strawberry shortcake with my husband, Right. And then justifying it with, honestly, though, a few months ago, I would have eaten so much more. And that's great. That's fantastic. That is progress. And you should be proud of those accomplishments, right? When my clients get to this point where they've made some progress, their choices are significantly improved I kind of let them linger there for a while, and and maybe, maybe a few weeks, maybe a month. They have to get comfortable with practicing moderation and adjust to new choices, and sometimes your body will continue to respond, and sometimes it gets to the point where you won't, especially after several months. But when it gets to the point of, okay, now I'm frustrated, I'm not getting results, it's very clear to me as a coach that one reason is this pride and ego comparing your food choices to your past choices. Yes, your choices are better. That is real and that is true. And I'm not trying to take away f- for anything from that because there's value in that. And you should be proud of those improvements. But that comparison can give you the false impression that you're doing what you need to do to lose more weight. And you aren't. You just aren't. How do we know that? Because you aren't losing any more weight, right? The changes that you made got you where you are, and that's awesome, but that doesn't mean they'll get you where you need to go. Sure, your choices are the reason you aren't as heavy as you once were, and clearly that will suffice for maintenance, but it is not sufficing for progress, so instead of measuring your choices based on what you used to do and how bad you used to eat, right? Measure your choices by asking this question. Will this choice get me to my goal? Will this choice move me in that direction? I had to adjust and constantly step up my game throughout my weight loss journey. What worked for me for a few months would then get to the point where it didn't work as well, and I had to tweak and adjust and clean up. And that's why I always remind everybody that food is a spectrum. When somebody says, well, you know, I'm really hesitant to give up this banana in my morning protein shake... You might not have to right now. If your body is responding while you include that choice, great, keep doing it. But it will get to a point, whatever your choice is, where your body doesn't respond. So instead of saying, and that's a heck of a lot better than the Chick-fil-A I used to eat, ask yourself. Is it enough to help me reach my goals, right? Your body will adapt, and then you have to adapt as well. So when you find yourself arguing, well, it's better than what I used to do, ask, will it get me where I want to go? Other people will compare it to what other people do. Well, I didn't eat as much as my sister, I didn't eat as much as my husband, or I didn't eat as much as whomever. That's not relevant. It has nothing to do with where you want to go. Ask yourself, will this choice Get me where I want to go. All right, so that's the first one. The second one, a very common challenge that I see after a few months of weight loss is people not having a realistic sense of really the quality of your choices in a day and how consistent you are they'll argue i'm doing really well i'm eating really clean not much has changed except for my progress and honestly they don't see how inconsistent they are being people tend to see all the good choices because the effort the the effort it takes to make a good choice really stands out in your mind because you had to talk yourself into it. You feel proud about it. It stands out in your mind because you worked for it. But the little concessions here and there don't stand out in your mind as much, so you tend to overlook them. You see the good choices and you overlook everything else. So one challenge that I give my clients when they fall into this trap is to see days as either win, lose, or draw as it relates to the result it will produce. Either a day is a win, and it's a win if you can say, if I repeated this day consistently, I would have results. I would experience fat loss. Or the day in general is a lose. If you repeated that day, day in and day out, you'd gain weight. Or it's a draw. You made some good choices. You also had a few not so good choices. So all in all, it's kind of neutral. And if you evaluate every day as win, lose, or draw as it relates to the potential for fat loss, you'll have a pretty good sense. And what I see is when people get to this kind of complacent point of I've made some results, I'm not where I want to go yet, it's very typical that they'll have Two or three win days, two or three draw days, and two or three days that would be a straight up loss, right? But again, we focus on the good days because we feel proud of them and they took a lot of effort. And then we see the draw days as not really as bad as they actually were. And then we see the losing days as not frequent enough to really impact progress. Well, they are impacting progress, right? Right. We go back, if we look at what kind of consistency you had when you were getting the results you want, right, then you will probably see what the problem is now. With my clients, consistency is always, 100% of the time, lacking when results are lacking. Period. Consistency is always lacking when results are lacking. Okay? So you've got to find that place of consistency. And maybe that's something that you need to add to your tracking document for this period of time as you work through this plateau. Rate the day. Was this day a win? If I repeated this day every single day for 30 days, would I experience fat loss? Heck, if I repeated this day every day for two weeks, would I experience fat loss? Or was it a draw? All in all, I made some good choices, but I also canceled them out with the bottle of wine or the three cupcakes or whatever it was. Or was it kind of a total wash? Like you you made some bad choices, you really struggled. All in all, if you repeated that day, you'd probably gain weight. So we need more winning days to get results. If we fall into this pattern of two good days, two neutral days, two bad days, guess what? You lose, Right. You just lose. The third thing, and this is a major cause of plateaus with my clients, is they move away from tracking, from monitoring progress. When results are slow for my clients, tracking is not happening, right? Or they're leaving off things like a bite of this here or a sip of that there. If you are not tracking, you probably won't see the results you want. You absolutely have to track. And tracking serves two primary purposes. Number one, accountability. It mentally ties you in. It anchors you. It reminds you of what you're trying to do. And that keeps you focused and centered. And, you know, I talk a lot about drifting, how we tend to have this surge of motivation and then we drift a little bit. Tracking is a measure of accountability, and it tethers you to your goals, so you can't really drift that far because you know at the end of the day, you have to be accountable for the choices you make when you write them down. But the second powerful thing about tracking, especially when it comes to overcoming plateaus, is the powerful way it allows you to measure what's working, what's not. You can look back and see what you were eating, how you were eating, how often you were eating when you were getting the results that you want. Before I started using Google Docs to track, I would keep it in just a regular notebook, and I still have those notebooks. I've got dozens of notebooks tracking back for the last couple of years, and it allows me to see when I was at the highest rate of progress, this is what I was doing. This is how I was eating, what I was eating, how much I was eating, when I was eating, how much I was exercising, the rate of my progress. You absolutely, positively have to do this. And if you're thinking, I don't have time, I just don't want to. Dude, it takes like two minutes and it's worth your progress. One of my friends who's also a coach called me the other day and she said, you know, I'm not really sure what to do. I'm working with these couple of clients and they're not tracking. And I was like, if my people don't track, then they're not my client anymore because that is what I know to work. And if I can't see visibility into what they're doing, I can't help them. So I told her, I said, let them go. Like they're not ready when they're ready to track then work with them. But this is so true when people email me like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I'm not seeing results. I think I'm making good choices. I let them know. If you're not tracking, if you can't show me what you've been doing over the past few weeks, I can't help you. I can't guess. Well, it could be this or it could be that or it could be the other thing. Take the time to do it. So what do you track? What you eat, how much and when, your activity level, general movement or fitness, The quantity and quality of your sleep, your hormonal biofeedback, right? Your energy, cravings, hunger, mood swings. Then from physical progress standpoint, you want to track your waist and hip circumference every other week, and you want to take progress pictures every single week, preferably in uh, your underwear, bra and underwear, or um, in a bathing suit, or you can just take a headshot if that's what you're comfortable with. But it only takes a couple of minutes a day. Your progress is worth a couple of minutes a day. There are no excuses for not tracking if you really want this. If you don't want it, like, no worries. And that's reflected in the fact that you haven't made the commitment to track. But you've got to do that. All right, another plateau, number four, the plateau-busting tip relates to how you respond to hunger, okay? First and foremost, hunger is not an emergency. It's not an emergency, so please Work on not panicking or not running to the refrigerator every time you think, I think I feel hungry, right? It's not an emergency. You don't need to think, I need to eat right now in response to the first sense of hunger. Think of hunger as a signal from your body that gives you two choices. So true hunger is your body communicating, I need fuel. So you have two choices in response to that signal. Number one, eat. Provide your body that fuel. Number two, instruct your body that in order to meet those fuel needs, it has to use your stored fuel, your body fat, okay? Remember that your body is only going to tap into that stored body fat if it has energy needs beyond what you have provided via food. So if every single time you feel the smallest twinge of hunger, you go running for the pantry or the fridge, you're never putting your body in a position where it has to tap into that stored body fat for fuel. So it doesn't mean, this is not an argument for starvation, but in response to hunger, especially at a plateau, you can either delay eating for a little while and ride it out, or you can eat a little less than you're used to eating, right? To tell your body, like, I'll give you a little, and then you get a little from my body fat. Meet it in the middle. But if you respond every single time by, oh my gosh, it's time to eat, Does your body really, truly need fuel? I use the example all the time. If you just had breakfast and you go into work and you're sitting at your desk for an hour, does your body really need fuel or are you just bored? Are you just used to eating? Is that habitual hunger? Question, does my body truly need fuel right now? Based on what I ate previously, how much time it's been, how active I've been, just obviously you don't know for certain, but take a wild guess and if you're stuck at a plateau, Remind yourself that the sensation of true hunger is giving your body two choices. You can provide the fuel or your body can obtain the fuel from your fuel reserves, i.e. your body fat. All right, the fifth strategy I want to talk about is moving more. And I'm not even talking about exercise here. I'm talking about not spending 80% of your day or more on your butt. Walk more, pace while you're on the phone, get up 10 minutes earlier and take a walk, take the stairs instead of the elevator. I'm not telling you to get to the gym, I'm just telling you to spend more time moving. So many people spend the majority of their day sitting on their butt. And if you're thinking, well, I have a desk job. Okay, we'll get up once an hour and do 60 seconds of body weight squats or 60 seconds of sit-ups. I tell my clients all the time, do 60 seconds of activity a few times a day. Right? It doesn't it's not a full workout, but just pay attention if your energy is a little low, instead of running for a soda or a candy bar, decide I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up and sit down in my chair ever, you know, for as many times as I can for the next 60 seconds, or I'm going to get on the floor, I'm going to do 60 seconds of push-ups or 60 seconds of sit-ups. Everybody has a minute, but so often we sit all day at work, right? We sit a couple hours in a car, we sit while we eat, we sit while we watch TV, then we go and we lay down in bed, Move. Move, move, and move some more. Walk as much as you can. This is not about fitness. This is about what your body needs. And so many of us are just accustomed to spending the majority of the day on our butts. Get up and move. All right, the sixth one of the seven strategies to help you break through that plateau. Reduce stress. The other day, I did an entire episode on stress that I will link to in the show notes for this episode, but the bottom line is that stress impairs weight loss. It does. You have to prioritize stress management. It will help your fat loss results, whether it's deep breathing, practicing perspective, realizing how absolutely fortunate you are. One challenge I gave one of my clients this week was no complaining. I mean, the things we complain about are so totally first-world problems that are, in the scheme of life, completely irrelevant, more often than not, things that we won't even be able to remember in a week or two weeks or certainly a year. So it's not about removing stressors from your life, though if you can, you certainly ought to. Really practicing deep breathing, meditation, whatever it is, calm down. The things you're stressing over are not worth your health. And then also remembering that it's not just emotional, mental stress, it's physical stress, Poor food choices create a stress response in your body. They cause the release of stress hormones and they cause cellular and vascular damage whether you feel it or not. Processed food toxins and sugar cause a physical stress response in your body. So one of the most effective ways to lower stress is to make better food choices. Less sugar, fewer processed foods. All right, and the seventh one, and I've done an entire episode on this one too, is to prioritize sleep. Lack of sleep influences the master fat loss hormone, insulin. It makes you more sensitive to fat storage and more resistant to fat burning. Plus, it is way harder to make good food choices when you're tired, I want you to check out episode 16 of the Primal Potential podcast if you haven't already. It goes into quality sleep strategies. Even when you can't increase the quantity of your sleep, there are lots of things you can do to improve the quality of your sleep, and that does impact your ability to burn fat and your ability to make good choices. So I will link to episode 16 in the show notes for this episode, but definitely, definitely do that. So take a look at these seven challenges and these seven ways to break through the plateau. Pick one or two and work towards improvement. It doesn't have to be perfection, but just a small area of improvement without fail. These seven or a combination of them move my clients and move me personally from being stuck on a plateau to getting results, all right? Before I tell you what I ate yesterday, I wanted to kind of put my feelers out there. Uh, You know, several episodes I talked about my one-on-one coach. Program And a lot of you have messaged me about it and gotten all the information on primalpotential.com. But there are a lot of people that quite frankly either can't afford it or can't afford it right now or don't have the ability to make that level of a commitment. So something I was thinking about trying, just trying once, is a 90-day group coaching option. And I I just, I I don't know for sure that I'm going to do it, but I wanted to say, if you are interested in that, a 90-day group coaching program, go ahead and email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com and just say, yep, I'm interested in potentially, you know, having a group coaching thing. I was thinking about doing it starting the Monday after Labor Day. And if you're interested, shoot me an email. I just, I'm not totally sure I'm going to do it. I, I need to work through the details, but just wanted to see if there was initially any interest in that. All right. What I ate yesterday. I actually did not have any bulletproof coffee in the morning yesterday. Instead, I had some good high quality heavy cream and I had that with some coffee. In fact, I think I had about four cups of that. And then a few hours later, I had an entire avocado sliced up with some turkey and two strips of bacon. I ended up having uh, an epic bar, a bacon epic bar, a few hours later. So I was feeling pretty hungry and I had done a lot of walking. And then And dinner was two chicken thighs and asparagus wrapped in prosciutto. So that is what I ate yesterday. I hope you're still enjoying that segment. Please, whether you're into the group coaching or not, I don't whatever, no big deal there. Uh, If you're not, no worries. But if you have questions, if you have challenges, if you have obstacles, if there is a topic you want me to cover, please, please, please head over to primalpotential.com, get on the VIP email list so that you can communicate with me directly because I want to know where you're stuck. I want to know where you're struggling. And of course, I want to help you. That's why I want to know. That is my pure Goal to what to address whatever your challenge is so that you can start living your life, enjoying your life, reaching your potential. That is why I am here. So get in touch with me, let me know, and we'll be back in a few days with another episode. Take care.